Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is episode two. Thanks for those who listened to episode one. I know a lot of you out there may have thought we were a one-show pony, but we are back. Today we have a special guest on our show. We have Melissa Dowdy. Mel is not only a dear friend of mine, she's the owner with her husband and CFO of the Summit Outdoor Adventure Park in Gippsland that unleashes greatness in 15,000 people a year that recently won Business of the Decade last year in 2017. Mel is a super mum of five amazing children. She is an accomplished author of multiple children's books. She recently started her own publishing company called Publish Panda. We're excited to hear what she has to say. Mel is a very humble, humble human being. She will not say all of this, and that's why we didn't actually record the intro uh, before the episode, and she'll only hear it once the episode goes live. Welcome, Mel, to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for being on it. Ah, such a pleasure. Awesome. Very honoured, if you would ask me to speak. All right. Uh, So we're going to go straight into it. so what does learning mean to you? And tell us and our listeners a little bit of background of your learning and why is it important? Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I think it helps for me because learning is massively high on my list of values. Hmm. I just love learning anything new. Um, I can get quite obsessive about it sometimes. Um, I just things always fascinate me. So yeah, after having babies, I wanted to go back to some kind of study. So I ended up, uh, I think I began with kinesiology. I did um, certificate four in kinesiology, which was great. Um, and, and most of my learning is about health and well-being. Um, so yeah, did the kinesiology that led me into a diploma of counselling. Um, that led me into more of the science, um, which I was interested in about the brain. So I did like a little intro to neuroscience. Um, you've had um, you've done a lot of stuff with brain health and looked into brain health and yeah. gut health. What what was your interest and what led you down that path? Well, I think initially, you know, I had a bit of a struggle with my own health, early, you know, late teens, early adulthood, Um, and it really led me on a path to understanding the body and wellness, Um, and yeah, the brain's certainly a major part of that, and, you know, holistically though, at what affects the brain and health, like... You know, sleep, exercise, diet, the whole holistic approach to how that affects the brain and therefore the rest of the being. Um, so yeah, it's probably through my journey through health, that's what attracted me to that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and now, so your recent book, which we'll talk about in a second, is launched and out there. Yes, yes. Um, what drove you to start 
books or why and why children book? Why is, why children's books? Mm. Um, well, I learned through having a lot of children that children learn really well through story. Um, they, for some reason, they if what you're trying to teach them isn't about them, they seem a lot more open, a lot more receptive, willing to hear what you've got to say. So I've, I've you know, noticed for a long time that if I can tell a story about someone else and what they're going through and relate it to what my kids are going through, they'll take that lesson mm. way faster than if I'm sort of giving them a lecture and, oh, no, you should feel this and you should not let this affect you yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Coming from someone else's perspective, they're happier to hear it. So that's what I love about story. Um, it reaches not just children, but people um, easily, fast, they remember better. Mm. They remember what happened to someone else better mm. than what happened to them, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. As a mother of five, I can only imagine that each kid is different, very much so. Very, very different. How do you encourage your kids to learn and be curious? And do you have a very strong passion and a thirst for that? Mm. Um, and knowing you and your family, I see it in them and some of the questions that they ask me or just mm. conversations I have. How does that get passed on? How do you pass that on? Because mm. it doesn't just, doesn't just wake up and that happens. It's no. obviously something uh, deliberate and intentional. Yeah, well, you know, fundamentally we've had a very strong reading routine right from when the kids were born, all five of them, every night. At bedtime is reading time, no matter how old you are or who you are or whether you're really interested or not. Um, <laughs> that became a staple, the reading routine. Um, but I think in general, you know, we're, we're curious adults and I guess the kids model that behaviour from us mm -hmm. even, you know, without them realising. They see us ask a lot of questions about health, about life about happiness um, and therefore they naturally become curious and ask mm -hmm. questions too they want to understand you know how come other families don't do it this way or how come we make these sort of choices mm -hmm. and I think that just bleeds into them being open to learning in general just being curious and inquisitive and questioning yeah, but they're certainly different. They all have different learning styles and mm -hmm. it's important to observe that. <laughs> you know, with my oldest daughter, she's really just internally motivated to do well at school, mm -hmm. to get her homework done, to, you know, please her teachers. Um, my son's very different. They need extra support from us. They need, you know, like, Will, my oldest son, he will come across as if he hates school and he hates homework and, you know, he'll carry on about it. But if you sit down with him and engage with him, oh, he loves it. He gets passionate and he's like a different child. So he just needs the extra support. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, thereafter all of them have different needs. My youngest girl gets worried. She's a stress head about getting the answers <laughs> right. Like, this is new, this yep. is a new style, uh, but okay, let's work with that. So awesome. yeah, you just got to be 
observant and, yeah. and willing to learn with them their way. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so your first book, Kobe Kiyomas. Yes. Right? Uh, tell me about it. What is it? What is it about? And what's the message behind it? Yes, well, it's a beautiful little book. Um, it's about a young rain cloud who is loving life, as young children do. Um, he's, you know, floating along, carefree, happy, and then starts to get a little bit older and starts to um, overhear some of the people down below complaining about the weather. So for the first time in his life, he's like, oh, I'm feeling judged and do people really have a problem with me? You know, I, I, was, I wasn't aware of that, um, which is something, you know, I've observed in my little kids. When they're little, they're carefree, they don't understand the impact they have on others. As they get older, they start to realise. So Kobe realised he was having an impact negatively on some people who were not seeing the value in his ability to reign. Um, and so he gets um, sad and depressed and shocked and angry, takes himself away, isolates himself, um, as, you know, sometimes people do when they're sad. And, yeah, he... Oh, before he takes himself away, <laughs> he goes to his grandmother for advice. Um, and hopefully everybody in their life has some kind of guide or mentor that they can go to for advice. Even at that point of the book, he wasn't in the right space to take the advice, mm -hmm. but he still had somebody to go to. And that's a message that I, you know, sort of subconsciously wanted to get across mm. to little kids. You know, go to someone that you trust and that you love and talk about it. So at first he's not in the mood to listen to Granny, which is fine. He takes himself off, he isolates, feels, you know, down about himself. And then he comes across a family who live in a drought-stricken area and they really need him. So he rediscovers his worth again and takes himself back to Granny and sums up the family and brings them back um, all ready to help this farm and the family in need. So then, when he's in a better headspace, he can hear Granny's words yeah. and he can mm -hmm. understand what she was trying to get across and, yeah, find some self-love and self-worth again. Yeah. And, yeah, build up his confidence. So it was just a lovely little story just to get that message across about remembering if you value who you are, mm -hmm. then other people's words... And negativity don't have to get you down. Yeah, you awesome. Ruin your day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, cool. So going a little bit into the back end of the mm. book. So as your first book, I can only imagine. I haven't written a book. I haven't published a book. Mm. There's a bunch of stuff to learn. Yes. Um, a bunch of stuff that you did learn. How did you go about learning? How did you know where to start? Mm. And how did you go with that learning? I could imagine yeah. writing the book is only part of the puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. Writing the book was a little fun bit at the start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? How did you learn everything else that people don't necessarily think about? Yeah. Well, luckily I love learning. So <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to take on the challenge. Um, but I pretty much started speaking to people that I knew 
who I knew had written a book before or awesome. published something, mm-hmm. uh, went to them and said, what do I do? Mm. What's, you know, um, yeah. Who do you see about editing? Who do you see about design? Who do you see about printing? And just really got advice from people that had already done it. Um, and they were super helpful. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Super happy to share, super helpful. Nothing felt competitive or anything. It was just, you know, yeah, yeah awesome. This is what I did. Go try that out. If not, you know, try another angle. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. What, cool. um, what did you learn about yourself during the process? And, or did you learn something yeah. about yourself during the process? Yeah, totally. Um, massive learnings. I, I learned... Even through my studies, I learned that when you are faced with a goal or a big project or something you want to achieve outside of the norm, Mm. you're presented with all of your limiting beliefs and all of your fears and whether they're true or not, all of these things are shoved in your face. Um, So I learned a lot about what my limiting beliefs are um, and my fears are and things that would normally stop me mm. from growing like speaking um, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah just being more of a front person that's that's something I've learned to just you know getting older now growing up doing big girl things yep. it's time to face some of these fears and um, yeah a project is a perfect way of facing fears and learning yeah. What does limit you in life? Yeah. What does hold you back? Even in everyday things, you wouldn't even notice. Um, but another thing I've learned, just quickly, is um, well, not so much about myself, but I've learned that people are really supportive and forgiving. And if you make a mistake or if you get something wrong, you know... Don't be shy, don't be embarrassed. People in general, people are awesome. They will support you and mm. and help you through and you know. Yeah. People are great. Mm. <laughs> what was your main driver through all this process? Um yeah, I I think a little accumulation of things. I have a real drive to achieve something outside of motherhood mm-hmm. um, I've, I've had a lot of you know praise and approval from raising five kids and being stay-at-home mum and having the just the um, mental capacity and mm. patience to do that for a long time mm. it's a very draining job um, but to achieve something outside of motherhood was a huge drive for me mm-hmm. um, that it could be something that I'd Created not just on my own because it is a team effort, but you know I've I've been the driver behind the project, so mm-hmm. something I could feel reward and um, accomplishment for, you know. And I have a successful husband, mm-hmm. and he's achieved a lot for our family and and a lot for himself. And so it's nice to feel like yeah I can learn from him and follow in his footsteps and mm. do something on my own um, which I hope doesn't sound too egotistical <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, 
But yeah, and and then like finally, I never knew what I was going to do with all of my studies and all the stuff that I've been interested in for so long. So, you know, floating around, doing different courses and learning different things, and and not really knowing what I was going to do with it all. Now I see, I can put this knowledge and experience into books mm. and and funnel out what I've learned. And kind of spread way. your message, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is really a huge driver for me. Yeah. It's like, now I understand why I just did the last 10 years of what I've done. Mm. It's all come to this and I can get it out this way. Yeah. So the books are just the vehicle of sharing your message. Yeah. And awesome. I can kind of do it passively because I'm not a big lover of, you know, I wouldn't ever go and hold a seminar or... Yeah. You know, yeah. want to be a public speaker and try and share the message that way. Mm. I can do it this way. Mm. And for little people and yeah. parents. And, yeah. You know, it, it works for everybody. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um, I want to go back a step to a couple of things you mentioned. Um, you said your husband was very supportive. Yes. Um, did he act during this process and probably continue to act like a mentor during this process in terms of the back end stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny because... <laughs> I, he acts like a mentor when I let him. Mm. I can Explain be, that to me. Yeah, I can be very stubborn about when I take his advice mm. or when he, when I feel like he's giving me um, unsolicited advice. Yeah. I can get a little bit, yeah, hang on, I didn't ask you for that opinion or advice yet, yeah. you know. But when I go to him and I'm like, I don't know what I should do right now, can yep. you please tell me? Yeah, awesome. Then I love him to be that person. And I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, he's been super helpful and supportive in the back end of um, just, you know, making the next most potent decision. Mm. What, what's, what's the most potent decision I can make next? What's the action that's going to lead me to... Um, more progression, you know, mm-hmm. and help me to stop procrastinating or, you know, writing a new story and forget that I'm supposed to be selling this one. Yeah. Um, but it's when I let him. Yeah. So awesome. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes he's a bit, oh, you want my advice when you want it, but then you don't want to take it when, you know, I'm like, well, that's... That's, that's the way it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Guys. Um, and you also mentioned that you spoke to some people who have done this before. Yes. How do you get in contact with them? Where do you find them, right? I can imagine a lot of people out there want to write a book. Yeah. But they don't have access or they don't know where to even go to. Yeah. So how did you go? Oh, it was such a stumble. Like, I literally, you know, I knew a parent at school had illustrated a book mm-hmm. before because she was selling it at the kinder. So yep. I went to her first and I was like, you know, what what is the processes mm. that you went through? and. Uh, one of my husband's friends, he'd published novels. So mm-hmm. I just went to him and I thought, you must know editors or mm. you, know, you must know people. Yeah. So really fumbled my way through and then they would pass me on the contacts and then I'd get in touch with them. I'm like, okay, do you, are you a book designer? Yes. Oh, awesome. Do you do children's books? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah, it was following little leads like yeah, awesome. Mm. Uh, and then also during this process, not only writing a book, you have a publishing company now. Mm. That's like going like from sort of going, 
Like, let's go from 10, 20, 30, 40 to 100. You've gone 0 to 100. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, yeah. Like, how... You yeah, talk, talk to me about that jump. Because <laughs> when I heard you, like, oh, I was like, oh, Pen Punch. I'm like, hold on, was there a book as well? I'm like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. How... I think for mm. some people would go, look, that's scary. Yeah. Like how, what was your thought process behind that in terms of like, let's just take the leap. If we're all, if we're in, we're all in. Yeah, if we're in, we're all in. I, well, I blamed it on my brother. Um, my brother, who is my business partner. Awesome. He is a big thinker. He's a television writer. He writes for Neighbours. He writes many things. He's probably on his way to... LA very soon so super proud of him but he in his big visionary mind said to me right you know you're doing a few books here let's start a publishing company and you know this can be published panda this can be our books section and then I want to do uh, I'm going to get all the names wrong and he's going to kill me <laughs> um, we'll correct it in the notes yeah pictures Panda, I don't know. Okay. Television. Yeah. And I can already see it. Chan's going to be the first one to comment on this episode. Yeah. This is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> he will. So there'll be a, a television stream and a movie stream mm, and a awesome. theatre stream. So he's got all the streams mapped out. Cause he, so that's like the vision for the, the Panda. Vision for Panda. Awesome. So we have started with the publishing, yep. with the book side, because that is the only thing that I am, you know, in the realm of being able to do. Yeah, nice. Um, and I have the time, whereas he's a full-time writer, so yeah. he has less time. So I didn't realise how much of a big challenge it would be when he said it. I just went, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, and then, you know, I was probably lucky. I didn't know. That's great. Because, yeah, maybe I would have thought otherwise. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but why not? Why not? Yeah. I don't know. You can only try. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So we're going to wrap up and I want to ask you a couple of final questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something currently that you still want to learn? Currently, uh, anything. Uh, <laughs> I always want to learn how to be a better writer, how to get across, because children's books are you know, a lot less text to mm-hmm. get across a, a good message. So how do I get across... A really effective message in a short amount of words and pages. Yep. That's definitely one thing. Um, and getting my books to reach more people is definitely what I'm continuing to need to learn and want to learn. How so hitting do? volume, high, high volume. Yeah, high volume. How do I yeah. get it out there? Like, I don't want this to be just a little story that floats around in Gippsland. Yeah. I want. For the world to know it. Reach well, even just Australia. <laughs> right, this is coming from someone who went from writer. Oh, let's just set up a publishing company. Yeah. Like, oh, let's just write. Like, why don't I just go to the world? Right. Well, I guess you can these days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how to reach as many families as possible, to encourage reading, learning, growth, well-being. Um, Last seven days. Seven days. Um, well, I've probably learnt this before, but I keep forgetting, so I relearn it all the time, um, which is not to assume that people know what you're thinking. Mm. I can be a little introverted sometimes and a little less 
verbal. So don't assume people know what you're thinking. You've got to explain or ask questions or, you know, put it out there for people to understand, not mm-hmm. mind read. Yeah? Hmm. Awesome. And one final question is, how do you get, or how do you think we can get adults and society to keep learning, right? So there's mm. this notion, and we, Matt and I talked about it the first episode, where we finish high school, we finish college, you finish your apprenticeship, whatever, and you just kind of stop learning. Mm. People go, right, and there's no formality of learning. How do we get society and adults to open up a little bit more and continue to learn? Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked what you guys talked about in that episode. That was great. But, um, I don't know, I think for me, I would say changing the meaning behind what learning means to people, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, people can think learning means, oh, I've got to sit down like I did at school and and read irrelevant textbooks and uh, it's boring and Mm -hmm. it's, you know... So if we can change the meaning for people behind what it means to learn, um, you know, and just create curiosity and, and get people interested in what they're passionate about, mm-hmm. um, because you can learn anything about anything, and if you're passionate about it or if you're really interested in it, the learning just comes mm-hmm. naturally. It's, it happens without you knowing. Yeah. So. Yeah, change the meaning of what learning means. Change even just the language, maybe. Mm, awesome. Yeah, that's that's. that's nice. <laughs> um, and one final thought. Well, what's one piece of advice you can leave to our listeners? One piece of advice. Um, I would say definitely related to my experience would be that you don't have to be an expert in what you're doing to be successful at it so you know I was really worried that oh god I didn't go to university and get a degree in children's literature or um, you know formal education in writing Um, so I can't publish a book you know that's not true Um, you need passion you need willingness to learn willingness to improve and huge dedication to overcome whatever challenges, whatever limiting beliefs, whatever fear, just, uh, you know, pure dedication, willing to put in. Yeah. You can make it happen. So, yeah, that would be my advice. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here now. Okay. Uh, so you got Kobe Kimura's out. I got Kobe out, yes. You have another one coming. I do. And what is the name of that book? Oh, it's Walla Kazoo. Walla Kazoo. Walla Kazoo. And it's a weird name. Awesome. Um, when can we expect that out? Oh, we can we can expect it out at some point late February. Late February. I believe. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Very uh, and where can our listeners find you, Matt? Oh, you can find me online. I have a lovely little website, www.publishedpanda.com. And that's where you can have a look at our library of books and even... You can p- purchase an order You online. can even order a book. Awesome. Um, or I have a Facebook page. Yep. Which I believe is Pandaland Books. Yep. 
Awesome. We will uh, put your link to the uh, your Facebook page on our show notes as well. Thank you so much. All right. And uh, so I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. Well, Again. Uh, so for our listeners out there that want to write a book, right? Mm-hmm. Can they get in contact with you and ask you about your process? Yes, certainly. I don't know how helpful I would be, but I would absolutely love to help anytime. Awesome. As much as I love learning, I'd love to help. Yeah. Now you're very modest in that. Like I think a lot of other people would be like, all right, I want to do what you're doing, and they want to find you. So this is what mm. they, they might not know an author, but now they do. Now they do. Yeah. I'm available. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much, Mel. Thank for, you. For uh, taking the time. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing. Yeah. And happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's great. So listeners, um, that's a wrap for this week. And uh, check out Mel's book and there'll be a post on our Facebook page. And Matt and I will be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you haven't already, jump on SoundCloud or iTunes or both and subscribe to our channel to be the first to know about our next episodes. Also, we are on Facebook now, so you can find us at facebook.com forward slash lifelonglearnernow, all one word, where you'll see some more content from us. Leave us a comment, tell us what you think about our episodes, what you want to hear about next, and, or, or if you want to just say hi. Till next time, guys. Keep learning.